This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Primetime Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino is a paid program. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for primetime. Welcome to Primetime Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Welcome, everybody, and good morning to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And we have a tremendous show planned for you today to help you navigate these very difficult markets And again, it's all focused on those of you 45 plus and your overall investments and your taxes and your estate planning. And today we have Ronick Lang here today. He's he's the uh, CEO of uh, Durham Asset Management. And he's here to talk about why he feels bonds that are down somewhere 10 to 20 percent. We haven't seen that in in years, folks. And he's going to explain that this might be, you know, a great buy point that we haven't seen in many, many years. So, that's something that you really want to listen to because you can lock in rates here with bonds. You may be able to lock in 5 and 6 and 7% rates of return here. Also joining us is Alfred Lee. He's a portfolio manager of BMO Global Asset Management. And he's going to talk about, you know, what ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds, what are the best kind of investments, what kind of companies would an ETF focus on when interest rates are rising. But first, I have an excellent publication for you. It's called The Four Pillars to the New Retirement. You know, 70% of retirees polled said they wish that they had done a better job planning their retirement. And 77% wish there were more resources available for them for an ideal retirement beyond just looking at their finances. And what happens is longevity continues to soar. You know, by 2030, seven years from now, the average age of Canadians is going to be somewhere, of retirees is going to be somewhere around 86. That means 50% of you are going to live longer. Than that, And of course, the pandemic of 2020 and 2021 has changed all of our lives. So what is the new retirement? Here's the four pillars. And I'm going to go over them just in short form today. And then I have a publication that you can get sent out to you immediately if you want to read the whole publication. It's about seven, eight pages long. It's easy to read and understand, but it goes through the four pillars. And I'll send that out to you. But I'll go over it real quick, why it's important and the, uh, the four pillars in, in short form. The first one is health. So, you know, health span is the thing you should think about versus lifespan. Okay, think about that again. I want to think about health span rather than lifespan because you want to be healthy and you want to be financially able to uh, take care of yourself and provide for your health care and provide for long-term care costs. That's the financial side of things. Number two is family. You know, uh, a strengthened family um, when you look at that, it, as you're approaching retirement and going into retirement, is the highest graded pillar when you ask people who are already retired. You know, helping your kids, the kids helping you, helping your grandkids, and then at the end of the day, looking at how do I set this all up in terms of an efficient estate plan once I pass away. So that's number two. Okay, so number three is called purpose. This is the secret to a long and healthy, successful retirement that 92% of people that were polled that are retirees talk about. They want to have a sense of purpose during their retirement. 
And finally, number four is finances, personal finances. You know, look at the economy at large, play a massive role in determining the level of freedom that we have. So the freedom is, you know, I get to choose what I'd like to do. I choose where I'm going to go away, choose where I'm going to live, choose the kind of retirement home that I'm going to be going into. That's what financial freedom gives you. So you want to have that all set up ahead of time. Another area of the population that we really have to focus on is women, because women in general have headwinds for saving for retirement. On average, uh, you got to remember, women live five years longer than uh, males do. And they retire earlier, and they've made, up until the last little while, less money than most men. So a big focus on them living longer, having more money, having the financial freedom to get through retirement. So there's a lot to learn out of this kind of a publication. And again, the, the publication is called The Four Pillars to a New Retirement, and I can mail it or I can email it to you at no cost. And you want to read this over because it's a lot different than what you're seeing from financial advisors in terms of what retirement is all about. There's a lot more to retirement. And when I meet with my clients and we discuss things, I would say on, on average, an hour review meeting or an hour and a half review meeting, 10, 15 minutes is, is spent on their actual investments. The rest of it is what's happening with health, what's happening with your lifestyle, what's happening with your family, what's happening with all these things. Where the, where's the money being spent? Where's the money coming from? Who are you giving it to when you're looking at your estate plan? All these things become important to you as you do, as you go through, you know, could be 30 years, 35 years of retirement. So if you'd like to get this publication, give Dominic a call now, 1-866-891-2637. And the publication is called The Four Pillars of the New Retirement. You really want to read this. one 866 891-2637. You can call now. Dominique's there. She'll take your call or you can call at the end of the show. If you do get on there and there's no response, just uh, leave a message and what Dominique will do is she'll get to you and she'll, she'll send that out right away. Okay. There are bonds out there that are paying 5, 6, 7%. Is now a good time to snap those up? Stay right there. Ronick Lang will join us to explain. I'm Richard Infantino and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money. And joining us now is Roanick Lang. He's a founding partner and chief investment officer of Durham Asset Management. Hey, good morning, Roanick. Thanks for uh, joining us here on the show today. Hey, Richard. Thanks for inviting me to your Primetime Money show. You know what? Um, we've been getting all kinds of calls and everybody's wondering about, you know, interest rates and where interest rates are going and, you know, because of inflation and how, how high can they go. But I think there's, when you look at it from the other side, as interest rates go up, you know, rates that you can get as an investor go up. So how are you yes. seeing interest rates and uh, all those opportunities? Um, well, Richard, thanks for the question. Um, as expected, um, the rates are rates are going higher, and this is all derived from the inflation. Um, we see that inflation uh, number pretty high. It was historically high. And we did see that same historically high number uh, in uh, in U.S. too, and the Fed increased the rates by 75 basis points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm expecting a similar kind of a move from the Bank of Canada, probably between 75 to 100 basis point. Uh, but I just want to remind you, your listeners, that uh, pay attention to what is this price in. Uh, after Fed increased the rates uh, by 75 basis point, uh, the current yield on the bonds have have dropped. Um, so in terms of where the rates are going, the rate hikes will continue. I expect Bank of Canada to increase the rates beyond even uh, this, uh, which we are expecting in July. 
um, but what I'm uh, but I'm seeing is that the rate volatility is stabilizing, and I think that's what uh, uh, we should be focused upon and try to make a uh, allocation to the fixed income again. Okay, so I, what I said in the introduction to the meeting <clears throat> to the show and the meeting uh, was Ronick that. It could be a real, you know, opportunity here for people who have money sitting in cash, earning nothing. If they were to invest in bonds right now, like what kinds of rates are you seeing out there? Um, so, Richard, um, at Demi, we are expecting a positive returns for the next 12 month period. Um, currently, the corporate bonds are yielding on an average of 4.90 percent, which means if the underlying rates don't change. Uh, we expect the return to be 4.90% for the coming year. Okay. Now, what can lead us to less than expected return? Underlying rates, which are affected by prevailing inflation and corporate spreads. Um, in terms of inflation, we have not yet seen the high data point of inflation. The latest data was a historic high. The underlying rates did not respond to the higher inflation number. Okay. I think most of the rate hikes and in inflation are baked in. Uh, in the bond years. For the corporate bonds, okay. corporate spreads will be wider if we think there is a higher risk of recession. But currently, it seems all central banks are doing what is needed to avoid the recession. I do see them succeeding and expect a reasonable positive return from a fixed income product for the next 12, 12 months. So, currently, we are having more than 1% additional expected return if we choose a corporate bond fund, assuming uh, uh, CDs rate is pro- probably 3.80 or 3.90. Um, if you really expect that the rates are all priced in, there is a very low risk of recession, I think the bond fund should be your choice and take advantage of this extra carry of 1%. Now, when they raise rates again in Canada, 75 basis points, will, will rates automatically on you would get on a bond or on a GIC automatically go up at that point, or have they already anticipated that? Well, for GICs, definitely there will be a some change because GICs depends on prime rate. Uh, but I think bonds will uh, respond because bond funds are usually a a pool of bonds, and when the when the rate goes higher, the only the shorter end, like two years and less than two year bonds, get impacted. But the mid term and long term bonds have a corresponding impact, but not one-to-one. Um, so we are assuming that the, the yields might go slightly higher, but not substantially higher for the bond funds. But maybe it will be a re- reasonable increase in the, in, the fixed, uh, in, the, in the series. Okay. So now, just, just for the, uh, the average listener out there, so if I have a bond now, and say, for instance, in the, lack, in the next month or so, I can lock in 5 5.5% in a, in a and it's yielding in a bond fund, and inflation peaks and starts to roll over, can you make a profit on the bonds too? Uh, you can definitely make a profit right now because all the corporate bonds are trading below par. Okay. Uh, and if the inflation peaks in and we are uh, looking at the stability of the interest rate, uh, in a one year you will see that bonds will outperform and, and, and you will see some capital gains and definitely you are going to lock in whatever yield you are locking in right now. Right. It comes with a caveat of no change in the corporate interest rate and the corporate spreads. Right. So you, you're looking at folks out there, if, if I buy a bond and I get 5% and I buy that bond today and interest rates move in your favor, 
then what could happen is you can make a profit too. So you can make a total return of five plus capital gain. Is that correct, Ronick? Definitely. Right. If the rates goes down and, and the definitely there will be a positive returns, more okay. than five. Okay, so that's 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 the opportunity there, folks. So just tell everybody, just we have like a one minute left here, Ronick. Tell everybody uh, what's the name of your fund and uh, what's what's in the fund right now and what is it what's it currently yielding? So I run a Dami corporate bond fund. It's available through FundServe. It's currently yielding five uh, percent. Okay. Um, there is a no substantial changes in the risk environment, and hence I have not made the substantial changes to the fund position. But mainly, it constitutes a Canadian corporate bonds uh, rated uh, investment grade, which means rated triple B or higher. Okay. Uh, and that's what what's in the fund right now. Well, it was great having you on the show, Ronick. I, I really appreciate it. I asked you some tough questions. You answered them all. And it's, I think there's, you know, it, just like anything, the things that are down and are the things that you should be looking at because that's where the opportunity is. You can't go chasing things that are, you know, really expensive here today and are doing well just because they, they're going up. you got to look for things that are down that have the opportunity to go up, right? No, no, definitely. Uh, I, I think the fixing the market uh, is approaching the bottom, but do we really want to chase the bottom? That's right. the question. Okay. All right. It was great having you again, Veronica. Hopefully we'll get you on real soon and uh, talk to you a little bit more about what's happening in the fixed income market. Okay. Thanks for inviting me to your show. Take care. Okay. That was our friend, Veronica Lang. He's a founding partner and the chief investment officer of Durham Asset Management. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Durham Asset Management, Inc. Okay, do you want to know about the best performing exchange-traded funds in an interest rate environment that's going up? Stay right there. Alfred Lee is here to talk all about his ETFs. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. Okay, we are back. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. And joining us now is Alfred Lee. He's a portfolio manager and investment strategist at BMO Global Asset Management. Hey, good morning, Alfred. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Richard. My pleasure. Great to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you because, you know, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, certain types of strategies. And I know you're, you're a portfolio manager and strategist there at BMO Asset Management. What I wanted to know, though, is there's a, there's part of a strategy where you look for quality companies and you, and you select them and you have different types of rules involved when you, you're looking at these companies that you put inside of an ETF. Uh, tell us about the one that you have there and, and, and how is it structured for the, for the listeners? Sure. So we do have a number of uh, quality-based ETFs. Uh, we have one that is global, a U.S. one, and also Europe as well. Okay. Um, but, you know, when I think of it, Quality is basically, you know, a, a good way to get blue chip companies. So you know, the way we define it is essentially we screen for three metrics. We screen for high return on equity. So we're looking for winners, uh, low earnings variability. So we want that consistency. We don't want, you know, just one hit wonders. But also we look for low financial leverage as well. So companies that don't rely too heavily on debt. So they're not overly leveraged and saddled with debt. Um, so the outcome when we screen for these three specific metrics is that, you know, we end up with firms that are, um, you know, companies that have competitive advantages in their respective fields. So you know, the way I think of it, it's, it's basically a rules-based or a systematic way of finding, you know, Warren Buffett-type portfolios where they have competitive moats. You know, when you look at Buffett and what he looks for, 
He looks for you know return on equity, company uh, company debt and profit margins as well. So very similar. Um, you know that's one of the benefits of this ETF is that you know again it's a systematic kind of Warren Buffett high quality portfolio. Okay. But it is transparent given that it's an ETF. Yeah. So the the ETF is an exchange traded fund. So then you guys manage that, and you're going to pick these companies that go in there based on their quality. But in this kind of a market now, where you have um, you know potential recession uh, in a bear market, so you got all the negative news in there. You want companies for quality that have are making money, that have a product that you can recognize. Is that is that the kind of thing? So you're not going to be companies with uh, you know a lot a lot of money borrowed, so they have higher interest rates now. It's going to cause them a lot of problems. Is that basically? What it is, and do the quality companies do better in bull markets or bear markets? That's a good question. I mean, I think you hit the nail on its head. Um, essentially, you you want companies that are, you know, have low financial leverage, and you know, as interest rates go up, they don't have to carry that debt burden. Uh, but typically, you know, when you look at uh, quality companies, they tend to outperform during bear markets, okay. and they tend to be uh, solid performers during up markets as well. You know, when you think about it, you know, quality company is going to be a quality company, whether it's a bear market or bull market. A little bit different this time around, given that uh, as interest rates have gone up, a lot of the quality companies that we hold in our quality portfolios tend to be, you know, tech in nature. But when you think about it or when you look at the tech companies in our portfolios, they tend to be more consumer staplers, things like, you know, Apple, Google, um, things that shouldn't be sold off with tech. But, you know, here we are and they've been sensitive to higher interest rates. But, you know, as I mentioned, you know, a lot of the names that we hold uh, or the tech-related ones, uh, Microsoft, Apple, Google, even Visa and MasterCard, which are, you know, considered tech-related companies, uh, I think they've been, schooled, they've been sold indiscriminately with, it, with the tech sector. So, right. um, you know, I, I think it's a good chance to pick up a lot of these great companies at a lower valuation at this, stand, at this point. Yeah, you know, like you think about it, folks, you know, this morning... I did an order on Amazon. I did it on my Apple phone. You know, I searched Google for something, you know, and I pay for it with my Visa card. Like, nothing's changed for me. And, that you know, that's what a quality company is because we keep using it in, in these kinds of uh, environments. Um, so, like, just tell us a little bit more about, like, one of the funds. Like, if you were to invest in one of these high-quality ETFs, which one and then what's inside of it and how often does it get changed? Does it pay a distribution? Can you tell us all that? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I personally like the U.S. one. Um, I think, you know, given, um, you know, where U.S. interest rates are right now and where they're headed, you know, obviously the Fed's been very aggressive in terms of raising interest rates compared to other central banks around the world. Uh, so when you look at the valuations of a lot of the U.S. companies, they've come up a lot. So in addition to, you know, the tech names that I mentioned, you're also getting names like Coca-Cola, Nike, mm-hmm. uh, Johnson & Johnson, 3M. So you know, these are a lot of the companies, you know, when you think of these industries, these are the names that are essentially synonymous with these industries. So um, I personally like uh, the U.S. from a tactical perspective, but okay. from a strategic perspective, if you want a one-stop solution, the global one's also good as well. So what would be the difference between the global and the U.S. one? Uh, you're just going to get more regional exposure. Okay. Um, you're going to get companies such as you know, international companies like uh, European companies like Roche, Nestle, Unilever. Uh, I would characterize the global one as, you know, one-stop solution to getting the best blue chips in the world. So now this is, this is an exchange. What, what's the, um, what are the symbols for these, uh, Alfred? Uh, ZUQ is the U.S. quality, and ZGQ is the global, and ZEQ is the European. 
Okay. So these are exchange-traded funds, folks. So you go onto the uh, stock exchange and you can purchase these individually any time of the day and um, get trends. Now, in terms of the strategy, uh, Alfred, how often does this strategy get changed? Is it a quarterly change or is it annual or does it change at all? Uh, we rebalance semi-annually. Okay. Um, so, you know, the good, the good thing is that they tend to be pretty low turnover, right, because we're looking for that consistency and earnings variability. They don't turn over that much. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, it's great to have you. And, uh, you know, now's the time, folks, to be looking at uh, quality companies, that's for sure, because there's a lot of turmoil out there, and it could continue into the future. So thanks again, Alfred, for joining us, and uh, continued success with the uh, ETFs here at BMO. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. You take care. You too. Okay, folks, that was Alfred Lee. He's the Portfolio Manager and Investment Strategies at BMO Global Asset Management. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored by BMO Global Asset Management. Okay, before we close, I have a big reminder for you. We have a, a seminar coming up on Wednesday, July 6, 2022, and it's from 12 noon to 2 p.m. So we're trying to do this in person, but we can do it virtually too. So if you'd like to sign up for that, we may be able to do both. Um, just give Dominique a call and she'll give you all the details. We're still in the process of setting that all up. But here's what we're going to go over. We're going to go over interest rates. So how to set up your fixed income portfolio part. So the part that's going to be guaranteed in your portfolio what do you buy now? Do you invest in bonds or GICs? Now, you can get yourself somewhere 4 5 6% in that sector now, guaranteed in, in certain circumstances. So you want to focus a little bit on that because that's going to set you up for some stability in your account. Number two is how to be defensive. So remember what we talked about last week on the show. Defense is on the field right now, not the offense. So we have to be defensive. What kind of companies are best in a defense mode? The new retirement reality that I talked about today, we'll focus a little bit on that. And then we're going to talk about the the new rules for estates and taxes that have changed in 2022, which is really important in terms of your overall plan. So we're going to cover all of that. That's Wednesday, July 6th. It's going to run from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Give Dominique a call now, 1-866-891-2637, and she'll send you out all the details and uh, reserve seats for you. Again, there's no cost for this. 1-866-891-2637 for our seminar on Wednesday, July the 6th. Okay, folks, that's all the time that we have for today. Remember, join us next week. We're going to have a special show, and we're going to show you how to construct a comeback portfolio. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our podcasts are on Apple Music, Prime Music, and Spotify. See you next week, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.